So earlier this month, I was invited to speak on my first ever panel at the Small Business Summit in Old City, Philadelphia. The topic was about making the transition into entrepreneurship. I was honored to be invited. I've got to be honest, I've never been particularly good at speaking in public as I tend to freeze up and my mind just blanks. I don't know what it is, but I've always been like that since I was a kid. I've gotten better as an adult, but I'm still plagued by overthinking things with thoughts swarming that I'd end up saying nothing remotely close to what I had intended. I feel really bad about how I presented as my thoughts were terribly scattered, incomplete, and incoherent at times. To make things worse, I prepped for hours the night before. I just feel like I didn't provide enough value to the people in attendance. The event was this morning and I feel a need to get my thoughts out into the world. And so with this podcast, I wanted to share some of my answers to the questions that were asked. Let's get started. Question one, what made you decide to become an entrepreneur? So there's this quote, if you don't build your dreams, someone else will hire you to build theirs. And I had dreams, and I always felt like I wanted something more than just a stable, well-paying job. I wanted location independence. I wanted to have to answer to no one. I wanted to be able to set my own schedule and do things on my own terms. And so that's what ultimately led me into entrepreneurship. Question two, were you doing something different before you became an entrepreneur? This one is actually transitioning and adding more detail to the first question. And so it's funny, I actually declared a business entrepreneurship major my freshman year at Temple, but I was terribly bad at math and ended up switching to advertising. And so after graduating, I spent a handful of years as a creative in the ad industry. And it was really painful. Lots of long hours being overworked and feeling underappreciated. I'm sure many of you can relate. The 9 to 5 lifestyle just wasn't for me. Plus, I hated having to answer to a boss. I always had that feeling deep inside that I wanted more. I just couldn't see myself working for the man for the rest of my life. In three short years, I was actually laid off twice. And after the second time, I remember vividly my boss telling me, this is probably one of the worst days of your life. But I was sitting there thinking to myself, it's probably one of the best days of my life because it was right then and there that I decided that this was the last time and that I was going to go all in on building up the Gentleman Within brand. Question three, what has been your biggest struggle with becoming an entrepreneur? So my biggest struggle, I'd have to say, was just learning the ropes, and that came with making many mistakes and gaining lots of experience along the way. Many of us are bloggers here, and for me, my first year, I made so many mistakes. I had no strategy and no plan of monetization. I was just writing words on a page and praying for traffic, which never came until I actually learned SEO and keyword research, writing for my audience in a personable way, but also so that I could rank for prime keywords in Google's search engine's results page. And then I discovered Pinterest marketing, 
which is also a great source of traffic for any type of blog that deals with highly visual things like a men's style blog. I then started to get better with affiliate marketing, which I found can be quite lucrative. And then in my third year blogging, I learned about ad networks, which are way better than Google AdSense when it comes to monetizing a blog via ads. And then when it came to working with brands, I didn't charge nearly enough. And so you really got to know your worth. We pour our hearts and souls into what we do, and it's only right that we're compensated accordingly. And so long story short, once I got really strategic with the blog and learned about the different ways that I could monetize, as well as via passive income streams, it really helped to take things to the next level. This is a sidebar. It wasn't a question that was asked at the summit, but it's something that I want to answer a little bit about. So it's struggles starting off as a blogger. And so number one, at first it was imposter syndrome. Like, who am I to tell people what they should be doing? But I quickly got over that because I realized that I have a voice and a unique perspective that no one else has. And I looked at it as my duty to share the things that I'm learning along the way. Number two is that it was the comparison game. It's so easy to compare ourselves to others in our industry, especially those who started three, four, five years before us. I mean, it's good to have high expectations for yourself, but it's really a detriment when you're comparing your beginning with someone else's middle. I realized that no one person's journey is the same, And it's unfair to yourself to make those comparisons because it's only holding yourself back. And that the only real competition is yourself and bettering who you were the day before. And number three, third was knowing my worth, charging more for my services, knowing what I have to offer and the value that I bring to the table. We often pour our hearts and souls into the work that we create, and so why not get paid accordingly? I mentioned that before, but I can't stress it enough. Don't be afraid to reach for the stars and throw out lofty numbers out there. You'll often be surprised with the answers you get. It's worth a shot. Question number four. How did blogging prepare you to become an entrepreneur? Blogging, as you guys know, it's a grind. If you've ever been doing it for years, you start to develop a grit and a thick skin that's really going to help a lot on the entrepreneurial journey. But you have to get through the moments where it feels like no one cares. Like those 20 plus, hey, 30, 40, 50 plus hours that you spent on that piece of content that you're super proud of and excited to release into the world. But when you do, you get nothing but crickets. Or even worse, people start to criticize you for it. And it's the worst feeling ever. It's super easy to get discouraged. But over time, you start to build up that grit and you just keep pushing. And that's exactly what you need to be doing as a successful entrepreneur, in my opinion. Question five, what is one piece of advice you have for entrepreneurs or people wanting to become entrepreneurs? 
I have four, so bear with me. First, it's to be patient. The entrepreneurial journey is a marathon, not a sprint. As cliche as it is, if you really want to build something worthwhile, it's going to take some time. Second, you don't know what you don't know. And so you've got to continue to experiment, to iterate, to try and learn new things. Go to events like summits and conferences where you can mix and mingle with like-minded people in your niche and your industry. Say yes to opportunities as they come along, even if it scares you, because you never know what's going to take off. And so sometimes you just got to take those chances. Third is to use all the inspiration and motivation that you can get, because along this journey, there are moments that you just aren't going to be motivated to do any work at all and it's really easy to get off track. For me, although it's probably not all that healthy, I've always had this chip on my shoulder, like I always felt like I had something to prove. To prove to the haters, you know, prove them wrong. The people who laughed in my face when I told them what my dreams and goals were, you know, I still have that chip on my shoulder. And, you know, you gotta find something that works for you, but it's what worked for me and it still does probably not all that healthy but it works fourth you have to want it badly enough like Gary V says be willing to put in that work when I was working my day job I'd come home and work on the blog and YouTube channel from 8 to 2 a.m. I was obsessed with what I was doing and I had a true passion for it and today that passion is even stronger than when I started And finally, question six. What are ways you've found to network with other people in your industry? So conferences, events like the one that I'm at right now. As creators, we spend so much time isolated in a silo and it's easy to get so wrapped up in our own little worlds that we neglect time spent in person. That's why I love going to events like summits and conferences where you can just get that FaceTime, you know, with the people that you haven't seen in a while. You can talk shop, you can commiserate, find out what's working for him or her and how you can apply it to your business. And so that's what I recommend. That's the best way. Get out there, get that FaceTime. that wraps up this podcast on Q&As about transitioning into entrepreneurship. I hope it was helpful to you in some small way. It feels good to be able to say what I wanted to say. Now, if only I could say those things that matter when it matters. But hey, there's always room for growth, right? But I do want to thank you for taking the time to listen all the way through. Really appreciate it. If you liked it, give it a share and tag me on whatever social media platform is your favorite. I'd love to hear from you. Um, It's a very small podcast right now, and I'd love to see or hear from the people who are actually listening. That'd be awesome. So that's all I got for now. Cheers to your style, and I will talk to you soon. Peace.